You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, September the 28th, the end of the month, and the end of quarter number three. And this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. Joining us, as usual, this morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Good to be with you. Uh, It's been a bit of a tough week here. Uh, There's been some... Interesting development as you and I speak on the phone here today, but uh, uh, lots to chat about. That is for certain, my friend. And hey, we're going to try a little something different here today for people that don't wait to the weekend to listen to us. Uh, we've got kind of a special promotion from Sprott Money today. The iconic Canadian gold maple leaf, one ounce coin, is available at a special price, just thirty nine ninety five over spot or fifty one ninety five Canadian over spot. Now, you can only take advantage of this exclusive price until 5 o'clock Eastern today. So that gives you like just a couple hours. You can uh, do this today by visiting SprottMoney.com or you can call 888-861-0775. Don't miss out. Prices of gold are actually a little lower than they were last week at this time. The reaction to the FOMC had something to do with that. But hey... Eric, Silver's kind of starting to show a little life. It moved back up this week. It gave some back after the FOMC. But here as we speak on Friday, it's perking back up even with the dollar rising. Maybe maybe we're turning the corner, my friend. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the dollar for starters because when the dollar was weak, we didn't seem to get much reaction in gold. Okay, We really didn't. And it was quite weak. And, of course, it's had a good week this week. And it's not so much, I think, that the dollar's had a great week. It's that the euro's had a tough week. Uh, because of the Italian situation and, uh, you know, the, the government there breaking the theoretical limit set by the EU that their budget deficit is going to be above 2%, it's going to be 2.3%. And so the Italian market took a pretty good shot there today. I think it was down 3.8%. The bonds went up a lot, and I think it was 38 basis points. And, of course, it spilled over to the whole uh, European system. The DAX is down, I think, about uh, well, 200 points or so here. So it's been across the board, and, of course, futures are weak here. And, of course, gold, even though the dollar's gone up, the point I was going to make is that, you know, gold hasn't exactly crashed. I mean, yes, it was weak yesterday, but it's, it's sort of tr- holding its own today, and uh, silver's kind of surprising. And as you and I have discussed uh, offline, uh, palladium seems to be hitting a new high. I'm not an expert on palladium. I don't study that market. Uh, but I find it intriguing that it would be hitting an all-time high here. And, of course, to hit an all-time high, you have to have something gone on in the physical demand-supply uh, situation. The same could be true of both gold and silver, but particularly silver, because there's always a lot of gold around. Every ounce of gold ever mined is still sitting somewhere in the world. Uh, but the uh, silver gets consumed here. So it's very encouraging to see silver having that kind of move. I mean, it's almost uh, a 1.5% move with the, with the dollar being strong. So it's very uh, counterintuitive here. Perhaps we are reaching a bottom. And yeah, you mentioned palladium. I, it's, it's interesting. It's one of those metals that the LBMA manages through London. And we all know how that system works. Uh, the, all those EFPs shines a light on what a fraud that is. But it is. It's a fractional reserve system. Palladium appears to be in very short supply. And like you said, making new all-time highs. So perhaps 
there's some, maybe we can get some cracks in the LBMA system. You know, we, it was an interesting uh, week as well, Eric. Uh, interest rates, uh, you know, they're forecasted now to just rise, I, I think, through the year 2030. I think everybody's expecting a strong economy now. <laughs> Seems like everybody just thinks it's going to be endless at this point. I, I would imagine you probably don't see it that way. Well, of course, with rates going up, uh, it affects the consumer. And we've already seen it in housing. Uh, we see it in car sales. They, they, those are very reliant on cheap financing. You can't keep raising rates 25 basis points every quarter and not think that the cost of buying a home has gone up significantly, which it has, of course. Uh, and between that and, of course, now we got the price of oil going up. We're at $72 U.S. And the low was, what, $25 or something? Yeah. It is way down there lately. It's gone up a lot. And, of course, it filters through into the pump prices. And I saw a report earlier in the week that uh, miles driven has now gone negative year over year, hmm. uh, as has gas- gasoline consumption now. Because, you know, people do react to those things. Thank God there is truly a market, you know, supply, demand, and price, and all that stuff. It does work for the consumer, even though it may not work in stocks and bonds and things like that, where the Fed can interject and um, have the invisible hand working. But when it comes to people and their budgets and their income, which grew like all of 0.3% this month, just announced this morning, or August, I should say, um, and, and sales were kind of modest. People were hoping they would have grown by uh, 0.4%. They grew by 0.3%. So um, I just think that the, the, the consumer has lots to be concerned about with energy going up, interest rates going up. Of course, healthcare costs are always uncontrolled, and, and all these policies cover less and less every day, I'm sure, and the copays are higher. And the the, uh, initial deductions are higher. So I don't have a lot of hope for the consumer, notwithstanding the stock market going up all the time and a certain segment of the population, you know, making hay here. But but the average guy is not doing that well. Yeah. And, you know, it seems so much the stock market in the U.S. economy is based on uh, confidence, consumer confidence, business confidence. But uh, it was a big week in the swamp of D.C. this week, and uh, that all continues, and we're moving toward these midterm elections down here. How much do you think all of that could eventually spill over and slow the economy, too? Well, you know, I mean, I watched a lot of that show in Washington yesterday, the Kavanaugh hearings. Uh, I mean, we're just the, 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 the opposite polarity between the Democrats and Republicans is becoming quite extreme here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we essentially got 50% people people leaning one way and 50% leaning the other way. And they're so diametrically opposed to each other that it's a pretty explosive situation. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how, I mean, how do you get confidence listening to that sort of stuff going on, the, the, the mud slinging that goes on all the time and the the obvious biases that each party has are just incredible so uh it's and who knows what's going to happen in your election i mean sometimes i hear the well the damn they're going to win then i hear that uh, that the republicans are coming back i don't honestly know i'm not i don't spend as much time looking at it as you might do um but it's 
it's going to be upsetting to somebody. Right. <laughs> and I guarantee you it'll be upsetting to somebody come November. Yep. Well, Eric, I want to spend the rest of our time this morning uh, getting caught up on a handful of uh, mining shares that we've had a lot of fun discussing and following these last few months. Uh, some have gone up, some have gone sideways, some have gone back down. It was a good week for companies like Royal Nickel. It was a bad week for companies like Garibaldi. And I thought, of anything, yeah. I'd let you just kind of take over sure. here and give us your thoughts. Yeah. Well, I do want to talk about the stocks. And, well, let me just start with the Kirkland Lake because there's really nothing that I can add. I mean, the production looks okay. We saw the exploration results. I would say everything's in train. We'll get the production numbers for the quarter. I'm not sure whether they come out uh, late next week or early in, or the week after. Uh, so that's all in line, I would say. Uh, in, in, in Novo's case, uh, there was a presentation of the Denver Gold Show. There was no information in terms of grade uh, or tonnage given, but it's really grade that we're all concerned about. And uh, Quinton has explained that, you know, getting these samples, you need a lot of samples in order to have a statistically significant result. I know they don't have those samples yet. It's been a very slow process. Uh, incredibly slow process when I think of it. I mean, I think the last grade announcement was in May or something. So we're almost six months later, and it's been disappointing. And, of course, one of the things that Novo suffers by these days, it's, first of all, there's very little uh, uh, dearth of information, but you have other companies that are reporting great results that are in Australia, which I'll get to later, and it kind of detracts because the money tends to flow to to where the action is so uh, but I do believe that there will be something forthcoming shortly from Novo and hopefully that uh, can set the record straight uh, we still believe in the precipitation thesis uh, they bought some uh, marine uh, terrace sediments here up in the Edgina area which I think will be quite exciting so but it's been disappointing I mean you can't you can't have a stock go up without uh, good news. So that's that's been a disappointment. In the case of Garibaldi, they did announce uh, eight holes. Uh, I described it to anyone who asked as a little underwhelming because the last hole last year was 8% nickel and 4% copper. And, and, you know, our best hole might have been half of that. And we didn't get the width that we're hoping for. But uh, there is a lot of well, first of all, they have a deposit. We know that because there's lots of massive sulfides. And uh, they've realized that it, it could go quite a bit further than they thought. Thank goodness there's a uh, there's a, an ice cap that's receding, a glacier that's receding, and they can now um, sample part of it, and they suspect it goes 1.3 kilom- kilometers further on. They hopefully will drill that quickly, but they haven't found... The, the big source yet or the big intersection. So we have to stand by and wait for that. But all the signs, all the science says they should have a very major deposit. Uh, I want to mention a new name that I haven't mentioned before, Wallbridge Mining, and I'm mentioning it because I'm an announced over 10% holder. I would encourage people to look at their presentation. They've had some spectacular drill results. Uh, it looks like they have a deposit that's shaping up pretty well here. They're going to have some initial production of a, a bulk sample that might produce a lot of revenue for them, quite frankly. Uh, so it's uh, it's a company that I they're in the Abitibi in Quebec. Uh, the the number of structures keeps going up, and the grade of those structures is darn darn good. So it's something that 
people might want to take a look at. And by the way, I'm not giving investment advice. Now, I want to close off with uh, RNC uh, Minerals. Uh, they, they're the ones that have come up with these huge gold boulders in Australia. And um, they put out a release, uh, I guess, last week showing connectivity between what they call their level 15 up to their level 14, where they said it goes. there's 180 meters of strike and about 20 meters of vertical elevation, um, which I think really opens things up here, that you can have that kind of um, size in terms of the deposition of gold over such a big area. I always imagined that... Uh, you know, we had this sediment that caused gold to sort of puke out in a way, uh, but it, it wouldn't be that extensive. But it sounds to me like it's much more extensive. They have these um, four structures that go two kilometers along, and below them all is this sediment, which is causing the gold to spill out. So, you know, fingers crossed, it could be a very major discovery. Some people or even imagining it could be the discovery of the century, for goodness sake. Well, it's already got the biggest gold boulders ever, ever. I mean, it is very, very, very unusual. So, uh, and and the, the sort of rumblings we get from the mine site is that they keep, you know, um, blasting and finding large amounts of gold. So uh, it's a very interesting thing. There's uh, lots of great information, and I, I would recommend that people... Go to the, the website, for example, CEO.ca. There's some wonderful posters there uh, who do a great, great job of uh, trying to keep people informed as to the progress down there. So um, that's been uh, very exciting uh, for us. I think I first mentioned it might have been 20 cents. It went to a dollar fifteen, down at 80 cents now. Um, but it sure looks like uh, it could carry the day for us. Eric, that was a great comprehensive update. You know, I, I don't know a lot of, of uh, geological stuff, and uh, and it's it's great to hear it. I, the one thing I, I'm pretty sure, though, is is puke out a geologic term? <laughs> I don't know, but I hope they keep puking. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't believe the gold that those guys found in those nuggets. That was incredible. Pretty remarkable stuff. All these, there's all these There's all these pictures on the website of these, you know, huge gobs of gold. Yeah. And... Uh, like it's very. This is an incredibly unusual discovery, uh, which I think that first boulder that had twenty six hundred ounces in it was made the whole statement. And, and who's to say? You know, we got we got uh, eight kilometers of strike yeah. to drill on here, so it, it could be very interesting. It's an interesting story, no doubt about it. All right. Well, before, before we wrap up, just remind everybody they've got one last chance to take a look at the Sprott Money online fall catalog. Hey, fall just started. Wait a second. Uh, regardless, we have gold and silver bullion products, numismatics, as well as some of our classic customer favorites. There's something for everybody, so please visit SprottMoney.com for more details. Take a look at that online fall catalog. Again, anytime you're in the in shopping for some bullion, uh, maybe you need to store it. Just give us a call, 888-861-0775. Eric, thank you for all your time and all that information, and I hope you have a great weekend. 
Well, it's looking better. We got silver up 2% today, which is highly unusual, so maybe something's happening here. Uh, I'm going down to Australia next week. I'm going to visit the Foster Mills Gold Mine. I'm going to visit Beta Hunt, and I'm going to visit Karata. So we'll have lots to report uh, two weeks hence. Hey, I look forward to that, and I'm sure everybody else will at the same time. So safe travels. And from all of us here at Sprout Money News and SproutMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday.